When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Black and White Podcast for now. Uh, <laughs> not be black and white, but we certainly are. My name is Katie. And I am Marie. And yeah, I'm excited because yeah. um, January. Yeah, January. It's coming. <sighs> so, yeah, new name. New name, uh, same pod. <laughs> yeah, same shit. <laughs> same shit easier to find yeah, definitely <laughs> what it'll be uh how you doing how, how's life how, how are things eh, um, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm doing the best i can yeah. but i actually i just talked to my psychiatrist the other day and i was like you know what like I'm in the middle of a major depressive episode. I was like, this is like it. Like this, mm-hmm. I have to call attention to it. I said, cause it's so bad. Um, yeah. Um, and you know, um, I'm glad I can see those things now, you know, and like draw attention to them. But I, this is like one of those things where it's like hard to get out of. Right. Like I right. don't know. Like, nothing brings me joy. Nothing, Mm. like, you know, kind of alleviates. It's like I have moments or glimpses of, like, hey, yay. But I don't know. Um, The, the, my doctor, like, it's funny. She, she thinks a lot of it's grief and that I have, like, PTSD. Yeah, uh, I, I have no doubt of that. But it's like, I was looking, I was like, apparently, like, that's called complicated grief, which I think is funny that there's a medical term for it. <laughs> Medically <laughs> like, yeah. diagnosed complications. Yeah. But I do think um, I am having a very hard time dealing with my dad's death and um especially with what I'm going through at work and just kind of like unhappiness with other things in my life. I just think I feel like I'm just losing right now and um, we'll see, you know, hopefully this isn't forever. Um, It won't be. I mean, I can't guarantee shit, but you know, (laughs) I'm working on it. Yeah. There's always an ebb and flow. And I, I do know that you of all people, when the good times roll around, you take moments to really celebrate and enjoy that. Um, and they will. And hell, I mean, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. How you feeling yeah. about that? Like, 
Um, well, you know, um, it's weird that I'm not going to be with my family. It's my first family. It's my first Thanksgiving without oh, really? my, oh, wow. my dad. Well, I mean, it's not like I've been there, but it's like our first since he died. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're not going to be together. I'm actually the only one who's not going to be with him. Okay. Um, was that yeah. a choice of yours? Uh, okay. It was a choice. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I don't want to say that like my family is like horrible people and they all, cause you know, a lot of times families behave very badly after someone dies. Yeah. Right? Like there's a lot of, and I don't think we have the worst of it because, you know, like my dad didn't leave much behind and things like that. Um, but I have like I've been left out of all of the decision making processes. Oof. And um, trying to have been trying to communicate that to my family, like how hurtful it is. How are they taking uh, that? Well, I'm not going to Thanksgiving. OK. Was that because of that? that my, yeah. Um, I think at this point I was like, you know, I don't, I, I, I love them, but I kind of like want a recognition of like, cause of how I feel. And I don't know that I'm going to get that from them right now, maybe months down the line. Um, but I feel like, uh, I can't, I think I'm, I, in my family, one of just and I think it's just inbred in me as the eldest in a predominantly immigrant family to make all decisions with every single one of them in mind. Mm. Um, and I don't feel like my family always does that with me. Shoot. And how do, do you feel like you can communicate that with them or? I've talked a little bit about it with my mom and um, my my youngest sister, but not like I am. I think I'm tired of broaching the conversation, right? I'm tired. Yeah. This isn't an, this is an ongoing thing throughout our lives, but I felt like it was the most impactful when my dad was dying, right? Like when he right. or, and when he died, um, like leaving me out of things hurts a little bit more now. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like, I don't need, I don't even, I think it's gotten to the point where I've just kind of, it's been like this. Cause there's a considerable age gap between. Um, so I've always felt a little displaced. Like I think it's eight or nine years. I am older than my, my other sisters, you know, you're so, older or younger? Yeah, sorry, younger sister. It might be less, but they like my two younger sisters were in high school together. They played on the same soccer teams. I was gone and out for years. You know, they stayed there living together for years. And they that I don't I, I always say that family, that those four operated as a unit for a okay. long time. Yeah. And um It's fine. It's just kind of how it is. But it doesn't always, it, sometimes that can be, that can have a negative impact, right? Like, I, you know, like kind of like, hey, yeah, I care too. <laughs> oh. Like, I'd like to, you know, and I don't know. I don't want to be mad at them, but 
I just think at this point, I can't, like, being around them makes my heart sad. Yeah. And I don't know how much more I can handle right now. Yeah. Um, And I feel like this is the point where I'm like, my disappointment can't be me saying, you know, broaching all the time. I think I'd like, and I might not get it, but, um, you know. You want someone to be the advocate for you. Yeah, and say, wait once. a second, like, let's slow yeah. down. And, like, let's, you know, because I think they always just think, oh, she's just mad. She'll come back. But I'm like, but that's the thing is I do always kind of, like, you know, eventually say something or come back and, you know, like, you know, apologize for being distant. But my feelings were hurt. And, but, like, I need to stop apologizing for my feelings being hurt and for me having to make space when that happens. Right. I'd like there to be, I think, I think for me, I'd like there to be an acknowledgement that there was harm done. And I don't know if I'll ever get that. Cause I don't think they really get it. Yeah. Um, but, and so I, it's hard to be mad at that, but I also am like, I need my space. Right now. Right. <laughs> like it just like, you're, you're if I'm going to emotional boundary and all yeah. this, like you're, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad I really am glad that you're taking time to just have dinner at home with Nico yeah. and like having that time just to decompress and not think about others and not have to make room or way for everybody else's thoughts and feelings and opinions and stuff. Yeah. You can just kind of be relaxed, which is yeah. like... <laughs> We we do we get to relax anymore? What when yeah. did the holidays become such a, like a a marker of like a finish line? <laughs> yeah, just like skidding to a halt. Right, right, yeah. and then just taking the time to like enjoy ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. It's um, I love the holidays. I love cooking and you know making big dinners and all of you know that jazz yeah but there's something about also like doing a minimalist approach <laughs> right like yeah just taking it easy um and also like sometimes being around your family i don't want to say it's traumatic i don't know what the word is but maybe anxiety inducing you know it can be anxiety filled I mean, um, you already start to feel like you're a kid again. Like you, you revert to those old habits of just like, oh, shut up, dad, shut up. Yeah. You know, like those like annoying things. Or it also like it, I know even when I get to hang out with my sister, like I love hanging out with her. But I know like old, old things, old annoyances and things like that can crop up depending on how long I'm there for. I think the last time I spent a very long time with my parents was around like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas. And I spent like a week and I remember I told work or something that I was taking a week off to go and hang with my parents. And they were like, why? (laughs) 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 I was like, what do you mean why? And then like after that year, I was like, yeah, no, I I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be around my family for that long because <laughs> it's stressful. It's very <laughs> stressful, and like we we live our own lives and we kind of become our own human beings. Um, yeah, Mark and I are gonna be on our own this year, and I'm actually very much looking forward to it because this year has been exhausting enough as is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, by the time Christmas rolls around, I will also we will also probably be very much on our own just because I'll be recovering from surgery after that. And um, when are you? So do you when it, when are you having surgery? I've got a date. It is the nineteenth. Is when uh, it's happening. The first day of Hanukkah. Uh, also, yes. <laughs> uh, also, Tori's birthday. Um, but yeah, very early in the morning, um, they'll go in, it'll be bing, bang, boom, done within like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I'll spend about two weeks trying to get back up on my feet and then going back into more PT, which I just started physical therapy today. Um, and it's good, but it is fucking exhausting and I'm, I'm, I'm very tired and I just want to sit <laughs> for the, yeah next however long this is happening because i'm exhausted i'm very i'm physically mentally and emotionally very exhausted right now i bet i bet oh yeah it it, you know um that's funny and it's not i've had a knee injury yeah um and it's not just like the knee it's just like you you start you're surprised that how much your knee is involved in everything yes. you do, right? Like you're like walking, oh, you breathing. see my knee right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean just <laughs> laying down even is like mm-hmm. toilsome, and mm-hmm. and you know my cat's jumping on it is also not helpful. Um, but, sure, I'm sure you know, and like you can't explain it to them. Where you're like, hey, I keep I keep pointing to them because I. I, I don't know. I don't know how many videos you've watched on like Instagram or TikTok where it's like those dogs that like have the buttons where they like they start to speak where they like have a one word button, like those staples buttons where okay. you, you press it and it says like ball or something like that. I've been talking okay. to my cats in like very stunted like cause I kind of want to do this with them. I want to like treat cheering them to like learn words. But um, I, I'm like leg. Ouch. No. Ouch leg. <laughs> this leg good. This leg no. Ouch bad. <laughs> uh yeah, it's not really working. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. They don't about go our well-being. Well, you're, yeah, you're right. Um they only care if we feed them on time. But um yeah, you're totally right. Like it, I think that was the thing that I've been currently struggling with is just sort of there's a lot of like mortality thought you know um going on but um it your knees your back like there's just everything is so connected and Mm -hmm. when one of them goes it's like so debilitating and humiliating um just like walk like so this last monday i was asked to um step in to be a reader for a stage reading for a play okay interesting play um yeah, it was about uh, Michelangelo, the artist. Um, really cool, um, really interesting play. Um, and they just wanted me to do the stage directions and things for the reading. But I, so I, I, I said, yeah, absolutely. All I have to do is sit, right? Like that's that's all I have to do. And I'm like, yeah, that's all you have to do. And I was like, great. So I get to the theater, and luckily there's like a nice little ramp to get up. But when I get inside the theater, there's like. 50 steps to get down to the stage and then three steps to get onto the stage. And there's no other way. And you know, you don't, you just don't think about these things when you're 
when you're two-legged, normally, fun- I mean, not even normally functional. Like, there are people that just aren't born with certain li- ligaments and things. And, like, I, yeah. I have so much more compassion and empathy for these people. And I'm just like, you got, like, even after that, like, I spent six hours at that theater because we did a rehearsal. And then we did the live reading. Um, and it went great. But it was just, like every small thing just amounted to so much more of like they they wanted us to enter from backstage and i was like could you guys please just like put me out on stage as a prop before and they're like no they're gonna do like a little announcement or something like that and um and then they wanted me to walk out first and i was like i was like please no i i just look like fucking giant tiny tim going around just like giant (laughs) tiny tim you know like just everyone's expecting me to say god bless us everyone and it's just not happening but and like and the entire cast is to wait behind me as i hobble on stage and i know that like in reality it was nothing it was very minimal but it was just like i had to navigate through chairs and through like reading tables and all this stuff and i was just like i was so tired after monday i'm still recovering from just that just sitting and reading out loud which is something that i love to do and it, it like it it was something that when i was asked to do it i was like i I can't stand up and act right now, so I might as well just lend my voice to something. Right. And then I was just like, I I don't know if that was such a good idea because now I'm fucking exhausted. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to walk anywhere. And then I had to go to PT this morning, <laughs> so it was just like, all right, put in your work. <laughs> push against that that tiny little lady's hand so that you know your muscles get stronger each day um but yeah, yeah. oh god pt uh. yeah it, it, like and i have to, i have to, they want me to have full range of motion because it's easier to recover if i have full range of motion of my leg and go into mm-hmm. surgery come back out and then i can get back up to full range but it's just going to take me a little bit longer um that's what my mom did wrong and she did not do that and she had another surgery but i mean she had a knee replacement but i think that was like kind of like the steps down there i was like wait a second because i for like i remember while she wasn't moving her knee and the guy's like no (laughs) (laughs) what do you think and it and it feels like almost sadistic when they're like okay i know this is gonna hurt but like if it pinches like that's a bad thing if it's sore or heavy that's a different thing and i was like okay it is sore and heavy it's not like pinching or like actually hurting like i'm not yelling in pain or anything right but it's it's the exhaustion that like i bet boy it's it's so tiresome um i will tell you there is a certain sector of women that love to just come up to me while I'm on my crutches, like at the grocery store or something and like tell me their knee story. (laughs) And it is helpful, but it's also a little bit over. Like I, I never thought I would be any version of celebrity by any means of the imagination, but like people like seeking me out in the grocery store and being like, I had knee surgery. Let me tell you about my story. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm just trying to get my bottle of whiskey and go home. Yeah, right? People do like to share. 
Oh, which is another thing. I am I am completely off of weed. I can't have weed. I can't have painkillers. Um, really? Yeah. I my, Wait, why? My, uh, because they want me as healthy and as clean as possible for surgery. So, again, the surgery will take and what they're going to be doing. And this is kind of the icky You're gross good, part. You're good. I would still be smoking. I would still be smoking. Uh, well, and I don't, I, you know, I don't smoke. I just do edibles. Yeah, that's um, true. And that was that was one of the things they keep asking me. They're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm completely off weed." And they're like, "Oh, do you smoke?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. I've never. I, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I just do edibles." But the edibles helped me so much with the pain and with the sleeping. And I'm just like, everything is so raw and painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. all I can take is a couple of fucking ibuprofen. Uh, but but even the week before surgery, none of that. No drinking, no caffeine, no weed, no alcohol, none of that. Um, so I have a better chance of fully recovering afterwards. And okay, it's been fucking tough. I mean, been. they haven't specifically God. told me alcohol for the month leading up to when I'm supposed to be doing this, but okay. um, uh, but I know it. The week before, I'm supposed to be completely off alcohol, and I'm just like. Uh, with with it and i and i can't even have ibuprofen that week uh, i don't and hopefully i'm just hoping that like this strength training this physical therapy is going to be better but yeah there i've not experienced this level of like physical exhaustion in a long 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 time (laughs) (laughs) oh god (sighs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah uh I, i mean fucking lord help me i want to dance at my wedding you know (laughs) well this is at least gonna get you there right i yeah 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 okay i'm not not gonna be like doing backflips or like doing damn it you know squat russian dance where i'm like kicking my legs i'm not doing that but they're like you're not gonna be in a crutch you're not gonna be in a brace by the time of your wedding we're gonna get you there um they uh they they did tell me today they're like these are good goals you're doing the right things um but they're like in full like full capacity like you getting fully back to where you were before will probably take a year (laughs) and i'm like it's it's those kinds of things where (laughs) you really have to reevaluate like what am i fucking doing man like you know yeah things that like I, you know, would have helped pay for quite a bit of these doctor's appointments, let me tell you. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's been tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I just, yeah, here's the thing. Is this your first surgery? No, not at all. <laughs> what, have you, what else have you surgered? What have I surgered? Um, uh, I I think I've only had like one like major surgery, and it was I had to have my gallbladder removed when I was a kid. Um, I, yeah, I was actually when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, um, mm-hmm. my gallbladder ruptured. And, um, yeah, not fun. I'm one of the youngest kids in America. Apparently, I'm in some study. Shut the Fuck. <laughs> You're nope. in a study. I, I mean, love some that. study about like the like youngest. I mean, because like gallbladder removal is like people in their forties or something. Like, right, it's, like, right. 
it's like an older problem. And no, me, I think it was just, I had a lot of uh, undue anxiety as a kid and not the healthiest of diets. So um, yeah, I uh, had to get that removed and that was terrifying. Um, You know, um, yeah. And I've had like other like medical issues and things like that. So like I've been under before I don't mind it. Um, Last the last time I went under anesthesia, um, I had because I was having a hiatal hernia. Oh my god! I know, yeah. <laughs> and I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, and they had to put me under to like uh, do like a, a scope down my throat and find out. And so apparently afterwards, I came out of anesthesia, and they told me exactly what happened. Like I had no clue because I was still zonked out from the anesthesia. Luckily, my sister was there. And they're like, okay, so, you know, you're going to have to eat a lot healthier. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. Um, Do you have any questions? And I apparently said, will I ever play guitar again? (laughs) (laughs) And my sister was like, she's joking. Don't worry about it. And the nurse was like, I don't understand. (laughs) I'm an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, a couple hours later, I'm, like, freaking out because I'm, like, I just don't know what's happening. And Chelsea, my sister, was, like, yeah, no, they told you exactly what it was, but they told you while you were still coming out of anesthesia. So it was, like, hard for you to understand. I Uh, love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. um, Not super excited about going under again. Um, Terrifies me. But I hear it's a very standard procedure. It's, It's outpatient um won't help my brain from having nightmares that they're just gonna take my leg off and i'm just gonna be like this forever (laughs) but (laughs) that's that's the current nightmares i've been having (laughs) um oh my god but yeah you know i mean knee stuff it's just it it feels so it's so debilitating it's it's insane Um, yeah yeah uh yeah yeah, so I'm really hoping 2023 is going to turn a new <laughs> You know, I was thinking 2022, like two is my favorite number, and I was just like, yeah, this is going to be a baller year. What the fuck? <laughs> so that's why I go into it assuming yeah. I like, um, I'm not going to have a good year. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be as shit as the last year. And then. It can only it can only, it only go better, up from there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the balance is there because, like, I've I've done that. Where it's just like, well, whatever happens. I mean, I guess we'll get worse or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it does feel like when Trump was elected, it did feel like that a, a lot of the time. <laughs> like it was like, I guess we'll just make this worse. Uh, but no, it, and and it did. It did for the course of four years. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for the holidays. Thanksgiving's my favorite time of the year. Um, I love a good feast. Uh, we're having we're having our own turkey. Um, Mark got like a 17 pound turkey, and I was like, Mark, there are two of us. <laughs> You're gonna like, have so left. much good leftovers, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He bought bread, so we're gonna make turkey sandwiches too. Like. We're going to have a good time. Um, I am excited about that. 
not excited about like the standing and cooking and stuff, but um, he's also he's a great cook and he's an excellent baker. So unfortunately, okay. he's gonna have to take some heavy lifting. <laughs> you're but... a great baker too, right? Though, like you're into mm-hmm. baking. I right? am. I'm. I'm a better. I'm a better sh- cook than I am a baker. Baking oh. re- requires like science and math, and like cooking, I'm just like this will taste good, and just like dash and like improvise and do whatever. And I'm like these flavors complement each other, and just if I don't know, cooking feels more intuitive than baking in my mind. What about you? Do you cook and bake? I don't bake a lot. Um, my dad was a baker, by the way. He was an oh, amazing yeah. baker. Um, but I am a pretty good cook, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know that, like, and I think this is my ADHD, but, like, I'll do a recipe for the most part, and, like, I'll try and do it again. And then after the initial first, like, oh, I followed the recipe, I'm winging it. Like, okay, I got the basics. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. like do it oh like i was like i already seen this recipe i'm gonna do it but it's funny because it just ends up being like winging most things uh-huh. but it's made me very good at um looking through my cabinet and like just pulling something together right uh, because <laughs> that's technically what i'm doing with the real stuff anyways um but yeah i like i i really enjoy cooking i think um whenever I'm trying to be healthy, it's kind of my, the catharsis I have to go, you know, like, okay, I'm eating healthy, but the fun part is I get to cook up like some really cool stuff and make it healthy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What was one of the things that your dad was really good at baking? So two things he did, um, that I really loved is every year he made, um, bread loaves for everybody Mm. like he would go bring it to our neighbors he brought it Mm -hmm. to the people in the choir so he made wheat and white like round they kind of look like sourdough but round round breads um which was amazing um and i think we have the recipe so that'd be nice and then um he at christmas always makes a saint lucia's wreath which is uh it's it's bread but it's like in a circle and Mm -hmm. in a wreath braided right braided yeah yeah and then um it's got uh icing on it Ooh, yeah um i love that yeah it's amazing it's uh i think it just realized and i don't know it's weird it just realized those things aren't gonna happen anymore it's weird (laughs) well i mean they can uh there are several ways and techniques that like if you wanted to um explore trying to make that on your own you know um yeah i know that like i did you ever watch your dad bake it or i didn't i it, that's the thing is my parents were that's one of the things like they were not it, my dad was a teacher but i don't think that translated to our home life because he just had to do it right like um <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. That is the most teacher thing ever to just yeah. be like, "Let me, I'll just do it." Just, yeah. yeah don't worry. <laughs> the, sometimes the best of teachers can be the worst at passing knowledge off. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I. <laughs> but my sister did the Saint Lucia's wreath, I think, and I don't know. 
I what he did is he just kind of like like she would send him pictures and he's like that looks good or one time she made it at home at at the house at and he's like okay this is good but I don't think he was like hands on watching her but this is what I, I think it's he got the recipes out of I want to say an old Betty Crocker book. Like it's one of those mm-hmm. old school mm-hmm. ones that's like this thick, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for or like a joy of cooking or something. Yeah, it was the joy of cooking. Yeah, and yeah. so it was like this thick, and that thing was in shambles, you know. Yeah. Um, but he, I think that's where he got some of his recipes because my grandma also his his mother was. basically yeah Yeah. she she could cook anything and so i think that's where she got a lot of it because i realized that was kind of the old school way to do things you actually did look at just look at the recipe book and you make it Mm -hmm. and some of those things that's why they're classics was because they were just they tasted great all the time um but my mom was like that too yeah like she was one of those people yeah she had she had the joke i remember that book like it was stained with so many different sauces Mm -hmm. and things like that yeah yeah ages of just like flipping pages and like things were torn to pieces yeah um yeah um one of the things my mom could do was that she could go to a restaurant she could taste something and she could know how to make it um and that's where my sister my sister ended up going to le cordon bleu and like learning how to cook um and that's honestly, this is why I love Thanksgiving so much because there is so much tradition and comfort in a lot of these dishes and like mm-hmm. so much is put in like, I feel like we can honor our own family by creating those or like putting our own twists on it or like updating right. it in like, like sort of modern techniques and things like that. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, I, I, you know, unfortunately don't have kids, so I don't get to pass anything on. But one thing okay. I love to do, well, I did, like my dad has this mushroom recipe. And so what I did is I kind of elevated it um, Ooh. and I mixed it with rice. Yes. And I just did my own take on it, but I did all of his seasonings and like the way he does it. And um, I got to share it at a Friendsgiving recently. So it's a way I get to keep, you know, even though I don't have kids or, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to have kids and like, I'm, I'm probably not like, but I do love cooking for friends and I love cooking for just Mark and I, um, I, I feel like we don't always have to pass these things off to like another ourselves. (laughs) It's because it's like, yeah, you teach them the recipe, but what about the drama? Yeah. Right. Why does this taste so good? It's filled with anxiety and regret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And bad memories and PTSD. As my mom lectured me about my weight. Like Yeah, yeah. It's just like a, it's just like pouring salt like empty handed. Like it's just going behind it. <laughs> like a fountain of water, but it's just salt going in. You're like, yeah, no, that's why that was bad for me. Um <laughs> that that, t- that flavor, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the manic depression right, exactly that that full bipolar is really coming through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, have you ever watched the great british baking show i have and yeah. i love that show i was yeah. like i haven't watched the last season okay because i my friend like sent me the screenshot of them doing no. mexican day oh yeah no that was not good yeah. 
I, I, that I, was I, not good. Right? So yeah. here's the thing. I'm still going to watch the show. I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah. But I'm like preparing myself for the ick. As I think the British say. The it is. <laughs> for the ick. Because I love those two so, so much. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so disappointing. I just think you, you don't get it. Like... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and Mark and I had a really long discussion about that, especially because, you know, uh, them doing like a traditional Hispanic or Mexican dish is akin to, I think, us doing a traditional like Asian dish or Taiwanese dish or like something like of that persuasion, because like we don't have like we don't have that country so close to us and deeply ingrained unless we include that within our own cultural norms. And let's be honest, Europe has not been the greatest at adapting other cultures. (laughs) They've been great at conquering and trying to steal all their shit and their spices, but they haven't been great at like, so I will say it was a bold move for them to try that. And also for Paul Hollywood and Prue, whatever the hell her last name is, to try and try spicy dishes when they like randomly add like just a little bit of like pepper and they're like, oh, it's just too much spice. And I'm like, come on. Ugh. Now. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. See, well, here's the thing. I think I have like, I get, I think paying homage to mm-hmm. different cultural food, as long as you're, you're, you're kind of claiming respecting. where it's from and respecting. I think it was like I think that I saw a picture of them wearing the outfits. I think that's where yeah. I felt like it was well, like yeah. you no. didn't have to do that. Like right, fully, like- <laughs> fully admit it was cringy. It was not yeah. well done. It, and you yeah. know, and but luckily they did that, and there is more conversation around it. And so, like perhaps in future seasons they will rectify that. I mean, yeah. that's the first time I've seen them do something like to that degree, and. It was bad. Like and like they always open with like a stupid cheesy joke or whatever, but like that was that was crap. Are you doing a drag are you are you doing a drag show tonight? Yeah, I am. Okay. What are you uh, what are you performing? So I'm doing um a it was a Mario Brothers Super Mario's theme. Um and I'm de- dressing up as Princess Peach. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so I'm having my friend, I'm doing um, Pat Benatar, Ooh. hit me with your best shot. And my friend is going to chase me around yes. wearing a Bowser costume and oh, throwing yes. things at me. Um, oh. And then I'm doing Just a Girl by Gwen Stefani. I thought those would be like the the perfect songs. The other queens are doing like Mario themed songs and I didn't get the memo. Like they're literally doing like remixes and so I'm like, oh this is fine. I feel like mine's still on on, I think it's um, very on on brand. brand. Okay. Yeah. I was having a heart attack earlier. I was like, this is of course these queens do this to me. And then Nico's like, that's dumb what they're doing. I was like, yeah, so no. I, was I like, mean, I, like, <laughs> there, there's theme, and then there's going overboard on theme. Yeah. And I feel like if your dress is like the theme, and you've got a song that's the th- like, it's a little bit much. Um, yeah, okay. no, I, I love that you're doing that. That's, it's so fun, and of course, it's a song that people can like sing along to all, all along the way as well. Like that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I always have like a nervous breakdown before I perform, which is hella funny. Um, because I, there's no need, like whatever, right? Like I'm 
I'm up there for tonight, going to be eight minutes tops, right? And I'm collecting dollars. Like, why do I get so freaked out about it? But I do. <laughs> but I love doing it. <laughs> I totally 100% get that. And, you know, it's funny because, like, they always say that, like, if you lose the butterflies before you get on stage, then it's a problem. Like, if you're just like, eh, whatever. But there's a difference between butterflies and absolute nightmare terrors before you get on stage. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not there. Okay. Okay. Uh, What do you think it... What do you think it takes? Like, what when you see like Beyonce or someone like get on stage? Like, what do you think it is about them that like is like, oh, I got this? Well, I think that I think to a level they probably you know Beyonce talks about turning into somebody else, uh, mm-hmm. Sasha Fierce, Sasha Fierce, mm-hmm. and I feel like at some basic ass level, like I am no Sasha Fierce. I'm Sash, like if anything, you know? Um, And I think like they kind of morph into the person who can do that. Right. Like the person who steps on the stage can do it. Even though the person behind stage is like, that's not me. Right. Um, And I think that that's kind of what I do. Cause Nico will say, oh, you did this and this during your performance, and this was great, and it was funny. You just kind of and black out, and you don't really I black out. I black out. Completely yeah. black out. I, I, black- I know that. No, I know <laughs> I know exactly that that feeling. Like, I, I've almost had to do that on several occasions myself. Um, and people are like, oh my god, when you did this one thing, I was like, I did what? I, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, you know, because yeah. I do, I, I love the thrill of the state. And it's funny, like my sister was asking me like you know for my bachelorette I think I've talked about this before but my for my bachelorette she was like do you want like us to like focus on you for this or focus on I was like no 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 no. like I I want everyone to have fun or whatever and she's like it just seems like with your the profession that you're in that you would want that kind of attention I was like when I'm on stage it's a controlled attention and it's like Mm -hmm. the attention on me for like a specific reason and it's usually celebratory and fun and that's why I love comedy so much because I love of when people get to laugh with me and not right. at me at or me. yeah yeah you know and um is there any way do you feel that like you can kind of jump start that stage experience a little bit earlier and get into that character a little bit sooner i drink if i need to <laughs> i drink i have that's the, i don't know if you saw me just chug on some wine that's what i do no i mean i don't know that's the only answer I think it's just one of those things I don't know if the 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 it's until you press go I I'm not on. And I think also speaking of like other people who do that. Remember that that famous thing with Katy Perry and how Russell Brand um told her he wanted a divorce like right no. before she went on stage? No, I didn't know about this. Oh my God, you have to watch this. It's the most heartbreaking moment. So she was filming a documentary and that's why they kind of got it on tape. Got it, yeah. But literally she's getting, she's in the chair, right? And she's mm-hmm. getting ready. And Russell Brand, who was formerly married to Katy Perry, sends mm-hmm. her a text message saying that she wants a divorce, that he wants a divorce. Oh. Now this is right before he, she goes on stage. Jesus. And you see her just break down and like she is literally crying up until like her head pops up through that 
that state because you know how they do the lifting thing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and honestly I, as I, I think Katie Perry is problematic and <laughs> sure, sure. um and I love her and I hate her um but you can still take inspiration but from I can take like yeah. that the bravery and the beauty in that moment knowing like We've all been there. It's, it's, I'm not saying we've all been like uh, heartbroken, and then right before we had a you know stage show with m- millions of people. But I do know that um, bad news, and then having to like move on, like it didn't just happen. Like that, that's you know, yeah, yeah. We've all experienced some some of that yeah. for one degree or another, and like yeah. you can't. You, for whatever reason, you socially can't talk about it. You, you just have to put on your game face. Yeah, I will. Like I me will at work say, every day now. I know, right? <laughs> I will say one of the one of the best pieces of advice that I got when I was a younger comedian was, you know, don't drink before a show because if you have a good show, you're gonna blame it on the drinking, and it's <sighs> gonna become the habit. Um, so. One of the things, this is actually something that I did right before I went into Smosh is um, sort of sense memory. What What's it feel like when I'm looser? What's it feel like when I'm a little bit more relaxed? Like, wh- what if I like just put on the persona of like, I've got this and like no one else can take this away from me. Um, and I will say that like, that's something that's helped my nerves a lot, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like bigger auditions or like, even going and um, shooting on that Jerry Seinfeld movie, which I'm just going to fucking say it now because I don't know when that thing is coming out and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, it's, but like even going on set to that, I was fucking terrified, nervous because I was just like, what if I get kicked off set? Like, what if I like screw this up for myself and then I, I don't even have this story? And like, I had a blast because I was like, if nothing else, pretend like you do belong. And pretend like you are that person. And I was like, I know deep down inside I'm a very good actor. um, But I get in my fucking head Mm. all the time. And I hear all the bad notes I've been given over the years. Mm -hmm. Or the fucking bullshit that... Or like the jealousy of one person or another. Just like coming down hard on me. Or like all the mistakes I've made in the past. It's something like that. And like I try and like fit that in. as like, these are good notes. These are like, this will help me learn. No, like toss that to the side. And you know what, Marie, I want you tonight to pretend like that you are Sasha Fierce, what that feels like (laughs) for you and what, what like confidence that brings in you, you know, tits up. (laughs) This is the one that's going to, I do put them up for drag. That's for sure. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, Um, no, I gotta, I gotta work on it. I, I, cause I, it's. I'd I like what if I have to do well I have had to do um drag at a place where they didn't have alcohol and so um <laughs> it was like okay you gotta figure this out um yeah. sorry my watch fell apart so I'm putting it back together um yeah I, I I know I have it I just it's it's you do and this is this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast with you because I know you're an excellent performer. I know you when you're <laughs> on is untouchable. Um, and 
I kid you not, there have been several times that even Mark and I have been like, okay, just like pretend we're like Marie and let's just go say <laughs> fuck it. You know, like like you're a personality that sticks in our minds that's like, hey, when I'm performing, oh. let me have the confidence that I see in Marie. Um you know, you're just, you're one of the people that I deeply respect and I see and like you bring such joy naturally as yourself. So um, in my own like pleading of you, <laughs> tap tap into your Sasha Fierce. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too though. It's like, I was thinking about that. I, I think it's, I think the part of me there's so I have my Sasha fierce mode where but it's right now it's I'd like to not black out all the time when I'm in that but I'd like and I'd like to be in that mode earlier but I also know like it's funny once I get comfortable enough two is something Sasha comes out on her own already yeah. and it's and I think yeah. a lot of what you've experienced of me is me being completely comfortable to be my humorous self and I feel like I'm in drag. I don't feel like I belong yet. And sometimes I feel like that's part of it, right? Like I, this isn't my space to take up yet. Like where I, um, I'm still kind of in the earning my stripes mode. So I am an, uh, you know, I am a fab woman doing, doing, doing drag, which for those who don't know, a fab is assigned female at birth. And <clears throat> That's already kind of controversial. It's not as controversial as it was in the past. Um, they used to call you a faux queen, right? If you were. So I feel like I just have a little bit more like work to do before I am one of them. And I'm not saying that they haven't been welcomed, but I want to make sure that I'm never taking from the space and that I'm just kind of adding to the art of it. Yeah. And I don't know if I feel like I'm there. Like, I think that, like, tonight, the girls that I'm performing with are, like, costumers and, like, cosplayers. Ooh. And so they're, they're going to show out tonight, right? And um, they're doing these mixes and things. And I'm just, I'm fine, I guess. Like, Nico talked me down because I was really upset about my song choices. But, um, you know, they're definitely next level of where I want to be as far as the way I present my art. So I think that that's what makes me nervous now. Like, am I bringing, am I bringing and putting in as much effort as what other people are? And I think I am, I'm doing the best I can with what I have. Here's the thing. I guarantee you no one on that stage is going to make people laugh as much as you do. And you bring the humor as much as you bring the queen to every moment of your life like no matter where we go people stop and notice you like you, you are a very addicting personality um <laughs> so like i i do understand like this was one of my things when i first started out in comedy here like there were so many like i wanted to have like back when i first started it was it was improv and it was like either you were a you were an improviser in a plaid shirt or you were an improviser in a graphic t-shirt. And I wanted to be both that like, I was like, they're all so good. They're so quick. They're so witty, you know, like, 
Um, and I wanted all of that. And like, I wanted to like change my style to match theirs. And like, I wanted to like do all the things in order to like be as good. And like, I, I watched millions of movies just so I could be like getting the references that they were talking about, whatnot. And I didn't realize that like so much of what I brought to the table was just as unique and was just as important to bring to these performances because then I would turn around and someone else would be looking up to me and I wouldn't realize it. Um, and being like, but the thing that you did there, that made me think of like all this stuff. And like, you have no idea the influence that you have on, on another person's talent and skill. So even when you're thinking about it, even when you're like planning out what you're going to do, Sasha fierce yourself, like be your own mental producer and, and tell you like, you know what you're doing. You've done this several times. And I know that like you don't necessarily feel like you fit within this community right now, but you do to so many other people. Um, even the people that have been on this podcast, on this show, have, have spoken so highly of you as well. And I don't I'm know if you always hear that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I feel like you're more comfortable beating yourself up for these things than you I are think with. I am. Yeah. Well, I like, don't think you're wrong there. I don't know that that's. Why does that's, that help you? Does that help you? It doesn't. And I really, I just, I'd love to just like not give a fuck. Like, okay, I've done this before. Just go up there and lip sync to some songs, girl. Because that's oh, literally what I'm doing, yeah. right? But. No, no, one, you you are not that kind of person. You're not the person that say, oh, fuck it, who gives a shit? Two, that person <laughs> is an old hat that everyone just groans when they get up on stage. The person that's like, I don't really care. No, you do. You do you care you care about the audience's experience. You care about like that people have joy when they watch you perform. Like you care about how fun that. it can be. Like I mean, the things that you're telling me about, you know, this drag performance is way more fascinating than someone just lip singing to a song in a costume like that's cool and like you can admire the costume and you can admire the makeup and the things like that but like you're putting a little bit more into this so give yourself a little fucking credit for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like like can you do you feel like you could be the producer that you would want to like be like hey here's what i'm gonna need from you tonight out of this performance like in order for everyone to have fun like, do you feel like that you could like manage yourself in that way yeah i i mean I, i'm <clears throat> what i'm capable of and what i end up doing <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying you gotta get it right the first time i'm yeah. just saying do you think you could talk to yourself in a way that like will help you feel a little bit more confident I, I hope so. Like, I'm going to work on it and try and, because I, because it's also exhausting to have this much yeah. self-hate. And then, I think a lot of it, yeah. too, is this the depression that I'm into. I, like, I don't know if it's adding to it, but it colors everything. I don't even feel, and I think or also that's a lot of it. Mutes the colors. Exactly. That's actually, mm -hmm. I was watching this movie last night and the woman said, she's like, if my life were a color. It would just be gray. And mm. and I was like, that's kind of what <laughs> it feels like sometimes. Um, and I, I don't know if that, you know, it, I think it definitely colors how I feel about certain situations. And so it's, it, it's, 
I think I can do better. I'm also just giving myself the grace of like, you'll get over it. Hopefully <laughs> someday, like, I don't know, like you'll be more confident in that. This is, and I do grow more. I will say I do get more confident as I learn to do my makeup better. And I learn to, um, you know, where or up my costume game. Like it was a small thing, but I did Catwoman and I did um, Storm for my last performance. Yeah. And I was really proud of myself for putting something together that was great because I wore the same leather outfit for both Cat and Catwoman and Storm. Nice, um, nice. <laughs> very similar um, looks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just changed a few accessories and bought a boom. But they loved it. Um, so I, you know... It, I don't, I, I'm, I think that this depression and this grief makes me second guess everything. So I feel like the warrior in me right now is just showing up even when I'm scared, right? Like, even yeah. though I feel um, like I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I think I that's I do. part of it. Um, I know that I can take that to another level, but like, I'm also just like, okay, I didn't call and cancel this because I'm a canceler. If I don't want to do it, I'm going to get like, I will cancel at the last minute too. Like (laughs) I will do, I saw this meme the other day that said, sorry to cancel at the last minute. I was waiting for you to do it. Do Do it first. (laughs) And I have never seen something so like no, me. On like, brand. Yeah, like that was like, yeah. Um, and I also think a lot of it, and I, 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 I talked about it a bit before, but um, I worked from home and I worked, I, even when I wasn't working from home, um, I worked a job that was very isolating. I didn't spend a lot of time with people. Like I was always on the road and um you know, spending hours by myself in a car, right? Mm -hmm. Or I was working from home. And I think that was happening before and coupled with the pandemic. I also have a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. So, and it's bad. It's actually pretty bad. I'm kind of shocked. I don't want to go anywhere. So I think that, like, some of it may not be that I'm not, like, feeling like I'm capable. I wonder sometimes, oh, I, that's what's going to say. This, it's it contributed to the grayness of my world. And in that grayness and with that social anxiety, I feel like I'm not as creative, yeah. right? I don't feel as creative. And I feel like I'm not presenting my most creative work. So I think that's part of it. You know, just like this is, if I had thought about this, I would have done this, this, and this, you know, and it's hard to be creative, in the midst of a dep- in the midst of depression, yeah, and it is also like, then it's like, okay, you have an idea, and then you're like, oh god, people are gonna see this and they're gonna laugh. It's like, it's like fucking I do, like just fucking do it. Like, I, <laughs> so I, I don't mean, know. It's I'm trying to win at all of this, <laughs> and I think uh, we talked about this a bit before. I can't remember the guest, but you know. Or no, I think it was an experience that you had with someone where um, they came all this way to see this drag queen and like they were kind of like rude to them or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm just thinking like you have no idea how many people, especially around this time of year, are going through a very similar dark gray area. Um, like we have no clue what people are going through. Like unless you just stop and ask them or unless they just stop you in the grocery store and tell you their life story. Um, like so many people have so much going on to be able to see someone take sort of that gray area and add color to it in their own way through their own palette. And you have a wide range of palette. Like you've got so much behind you. I think if, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for that person that's in the audience. That's not talking about the bullshit that they're doing, that they're going through. And yeah, I I gotta tell you, like Talia, uh, one of our good friends, Talia, went up to go see you with um, with Tori and with Justin, and she sent us a video of your performance, and that gave that that clip of you singing to that song gave me new life. Like it, it I was just like, yes, like fucking <laughs> go. Like I, there was a point where I was like, is she singing? Like I think she is. And I was like, I can't tell. <laughs> But like just the emotion and everything, the costume, the, you, like you were gorgeous and like you gave everything in that performance that was just raw you. And that like that is the one thing that I really, truly love about live theater, live performance is that you get to see sides of people that like you never quite get to see because it's either you seen as like too loud, too expressive, too whatever, too what, you know. But that in that moment was so gorgeous. And I just encourage you to do that tonight. I'm going to try. I mean, they're paying me a good amount of money. To- <laughs> to you know what? And that's, a, that's an extra bonus. That's an extra bonus. The fact that you're getting paid for that, that's huge. Yeah. I, I, you know how many things I've been doing lately for like no pay? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. It's fine. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, I, I love performing just for the sake of performance. Um, so that is, that is a wonderful added bonus. Um, I'm proud of you, dude. I'll be, you know, I go through this every fucking time, right? So I just need to just calm myself down. Like, (laughs) it's, it's, it's one of those things where, I almost feel like now I'm like, kind of, Like, it's almost part of the routine to have anxiety. <laughs> like, okay, this is the part where I get anxious and I don't want to do it. Um, and it's funny because my mom said that uh, my dad was the same way and my sister I know is the same way. Um, she says, oh, you guys don't want to do anything. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. And then you get up on stage and you do it. It's <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> I was like <laughs> It was like the sweetest way to be like my dad, but also the frustrated. <laughs> uh, but it's um, but it's funny because my dad was a consummate performer. My sister is an amazing, amazing singer. So I'm taking it as a compliment, I guess. Like, okay, well, if they go through this too, right? They um do, yeah, yeah. And I, just I mean, the, there's myself. a well. I mean, consider this: there's a reason why a lot of people don't get up on stage and perform things 
because of the anxiety because of the like oh my god everyone's looking at me or whatever whatever thought is going through your head um the thing that gets me back up there every single time is is not like oh look what i can do for my people you know like it's never that it's more like i know exactly what it's like to sit in an audience and just fucking hope to god that you're gonna do something fun that i enjoy and (laughs) you know like i mean that's what they say about like auditioning as well is like a lot of the time casting directors are like you don't need to be nervous around casting directors because they are hoping that their day is done so you could just show them the performance that they need so they can be happy book you the role and get out of there like (laughs) i mean Think about it. We're we're a day before Thanksgiving. So many people are either going to their like shitty families or they're going to hang out with their shitty significant others families or like they're going and like not knowing what to do during this time. This is a moment that you can share the joy that you have on stage performing these ridiculous things with someone who can like take that memory? Oh, it was amazing! Like th- she had this amazing costume, and like there was these things, and like the Bowser, and like I laughed so hard I was crying. You know, <laughs> be that person, be that Sasha Fierce. You got it. I know you. I know you do. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> Are you excited yeah. about anything else besides the performance tonight for the rest of the week? Um, I'm excited. I love doing things. I do love thing, doing Thanksgiving dinners, so I am excited about it. And um, think it's gonna be like nice and low key. Good. Um, and I always love an excuse to clean the house. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think that I've got something coming up this weekend. What do I have coming up this weekend? Oh, well, I guess not that excited. I, you know what? Every Sunday, I, I don't know if I told you this, every Sunday I go to Dave & Buster's and during the football games, I lead trivia yeah. and um, I do raffle prizes and I love my Sundays there. I hate going. It's yeah. just one of those things. I hate going. It's Same thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, I there? do love, like, they, I like, they love me there, you know, like, it's really super cute how much people get into it because it doesn't feel like it's not that big of a deal i do a very low-key version of what other dave and busters do because this dave and busters are not like with the hyphy stuff but um (laughs) but it's so much fun and it's nice like one guy's like i won't do it when the other guy's here only do it when you're here and i was like okay i love that i've got fans yeah yeah that's one of my favorite things see exactly you're already doing that for people yeah, you got people coming back to David Buster's just to <laughs> see you. Buster. You know that corporate it. check is like, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I uh, yeah. The other, but here's the thing: it's hard, and I don't think he'll ever listen to this, so I'm not gonna worry about it. But um, the other guy sucks, so it's hard not to be better. <laughs> be better. Like, the other guy does not care about the job at all. Like I. I'm sure he's a good person, but he, I've been like there when he's been doing it and he does not give a fuck. <laughs> See, and that, and that's the thing. Like you can't not give a fuck. Like, you, like there, like, I think that's why I used to, when I used to 
coach like teens in improv and comedy I was like, silly is good, uncomfortable is not. Um, and when when someone is like not about like do, when they've truly not given a fuck, you can see it, and it's fucking miserable. There's a difference between that and like Ricky Gervais being like, I don't care, I don't care, and he just tells these insanely great ripping jokes. And he's like, yeah, he does. Like the, the like we say, I don't care to a certain degree, and it doesn't. It's not actually truthful. Like. You care enough to write the bitingest jokes. You care enough to like give the best performance. You care enough that a fucking guy only comes to do trivia with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, there's no real good performer that truly does not give a fuck. They care to a certain extent because you know what? They are there, they showed up, and they gave an amazing performance. And that's what that's what they care about. And and that's you, dude. Yeah. You're showing up. You're getting paid. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, show. I do always show up. Come hell or high water. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Nico, that's the thing is too. I think that's the funniest part is a lot of it's Nico. Because they're like, uh-uh. <laughs> You're going to no, quit? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, I won't let you quit either. I will be right in that little <laughs> rehab chair too, just being like, I'm sorry. No, this is not going to happen. You're not going to be able to uh, quit this. You're too good. You're too funny. You're too enjoyable to watch. All right. Okay. <laughs> Silly is good. Uncomfortable is not. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about you? You got anything exciting? Oh, what, besides you and Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to sit down and we just got a PlayStation Five and it is gorgeous. Um, yeah, uh, very excited to sit down and play some more of that. But um, well, did you buy all your games and stuff already? So all of our games um, we had transfer over a lot of a lot of them at least uh, transfer over or some of them just had like a little bit of an upgrade fee um they transfer over to the playstation 5 so the one game that we did buy with the playstation 5 is ragnarok because it was a bundle and that was why we got it because i guess people weren't going for the god of war ragnarok bundle or whatever and i've been playing through that and i love that game um the original was really good too um this one is just exceeds all expectations um very very happy with that been playing some fortnite too and it's incredible naomi marie i like i can see the storm no matter where it's coming from throughout the map it's okay it's really cool uh like the detail that's in it like did you know that cars in fortnite had headlights did you know that no they have headlights and like, like you can't turn them oh, on and wow. off or anything like that. But like, it was just like that little detail. I was just like, "What? I had, I didn't know that." Like, you probably feel like how I felt after like I started because I, I used to glasses. mainly play. <laughs> well, that that yeah. Yeah. and I used to mainly play on the on the just the handheld. Right. So when Instead I switched to the TV, the TV, I was like, "Oh shit." Look at I all this. Yeah. Yeah. You, I could see so. a lot further around me and see the people coming at me who are shooting me. Yeah. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's exactly what it feels like. Um, and it's great. And there's this, uh, there's this game that was on the original or on PlayStation four for VR. Um, it was called Astrobot rescue mission, super cute okay. game. It's basically PlayStation's version of Mario. Um, and they have a new version of it on the PlayStation five that just comes built in to the game system. And it's great. It's super cute. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Sounds like it. So uh, I'm mostly looking forward to sitting down and just playing some video just, games. Just playing. Yeah. I just started playing another game on the Switch that I think is kind of cute and fun. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh God, Fallout. It's called Fallout or something like that. Fallout, yeah. Fall Guys. Yeah, Fallout. Fall, oh, and, wait, no, no, no. Probably Fall Guys. Fall Guys. It's a, do you know it's what a, I'm talking about? I do thing. know what you're talking about. Yes. I, I actually just re-downloaded it because I had it on the PlayStation 4. Um, I just re-downloaded it for the 5. It's a great game. We should absolutely squat up and play that game. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Because I was like, at first I was like, what? This is kind of weird. But then I was like playing it's- and I was like, oh my God, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. No, you totally. Um, so one year... Um, Mark's brother, Drew, who is sort of a, he's like a designer and he's an artist. Um, He made me a hot one. Is this the hot brother? I mean, this is one of the hot brothers. Well, I guess I don't know what the other brother looks like. I I don't think you've, I don't think you've met or seen the other brother. Uh, Maybe in like photos for, from his wedding because he just got married uh, over the summer. But um, he made me a fall guys in fall sweatshirt. So it's a little fall guy looking up at it like and it's like a little floating like amber leaf falls on his hand it's so cute and i love i was wearing it today it got warm but uh, yeah i love that yeah yeah it's really super cute and i yeah I, I'm, I'm a big fall guy fan <laughs> yeah it's a fun game it really is well sweet well thank you so much for taking time before your big performance i'm excited to hear how it goes next week or soon text me let me know how it goes yeah Um, but yeah this was great i'm glad we got time to do this yeah for sure thank you everyone for listening again this week and just remember the universe is chaos so please be kind marie any final words yeah um if you don't want the trip to fain to get you too fast uh eat the turkey last Ooh! if you don't want the trip to fain to get you fast eat the turkey last is that, I didn't even com- mean for that is, to rhyme, but that's is that a common phrase? Because like that's really fucking good. No, I literally I mean watch it be something that I can I just pulled a George Lopez and stole it. But I don't um God don't George don't ever listen to this podcast. But uh, <laughs> don't worry, nobody's listening. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> nobody's listening. But yeah, I just made that up on the spot. But it's smart, like right, like right. I eat my turkey last. That is our title for this week. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.